Was there was there a sense then, um, as you're riding Calhuta, as you're riding Mohican, did you have in the back of your mind a sense of impending doom? Yeah. Yes. For for Margie, <laughs> there was yes. a dark cloud over things. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's 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 just been. I, you know, I, I know some people that have ridden it, and I've talked to a lot of people. I've watched a lot of videos. I've yeah. looked at a lot of pictures, and it, it's it's Margie's in my head. Margie lives in a little spot in the back of my head right here, and, and it's just, I don't know. So, we'll see what happens. everyone and welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast brought to you by Michigan Midpack Media, the podcast that covers the Michigan cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Midpacker. I'm your host Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And this is Brett. And yes, next to us is our friend Brett Miller, local cyclist, mountain biker, gravel cyclist, road cyclist, grower of epic beards, drinker of beers. Sheldon, do you have anything to add to this uh, list? Not just beers. He likes the finer beers. Oh, yes. Of course. Of course. But uh, Brett is here to, he's going to discuss many things with us today, I am sure, but mainly to talk about the upcoming race of Attrition, <laughs> the Margie Gessick. We can talk about beers, and we can talk about all of my fears. Ooh, there you go, beers and fears and tears. We, we did. There will be tears. <laughs> we did forget one thing that he excels at: breaker of collarbones. Oh, breaker of collarbones. Matching yeah, we set. will matching set. <laughs> well, we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. But before we get to the Margie Gessick, before we uh, talk more with Brett, gentlemen, how was your week in the midpack? Fantastic. Uh, mine was pretty good. Uh, had a, a race this past weekend, one that we talked about a couple weeks ago. We had the Uncle John's Dirty Ride up in St. John's, Michigan. Uh, they have a 56 mile in a 24 mile gravel road race. Very flat, very fast. Yeah, that was just this last weekend, September 7th. Yep. Correct? Uh, uh, 8th. September 8th, yeah, on Sunday. Sunday correct. Sunday, yep. yeah. This was a Sunday race. Um, great showing. Uh, about similar size field as last year. I would say the 56. We, I would say we had probably around 150 racers in in it total. Okay, okay. And then the um, was it the 20? How what was this? 24. 24 had a pretty decent amount. It, it looked pretty large, but they lined up after we do. There's there's a six minute gap between starts. Okay. Um, so it's a mass start, but there is a neutral rollout. Uh, it was quite orderly. Um. This one's only maybe about a mile long, if that. All right. Um, and then, how'd you do? How, did, how was the race? It was fantastic. I rode my single speed. Um, kind of guessed on my gearing for this one. I ran a 42 front with a 14 rear, which spins me out at about 27 at max cadence. Okay, well, um, so that's, that's pretty decent. Yeah, my sustainable is around 22, 23 miles an hour, um, and it showed. Uh, my average was 22.3. Um, we had a huge crash at mile 21 about, um, probably about 15 riders total went down, covered the entire road, split the group pretty, uh, pretty handily, um, ended up stopping, 
putting my bike on my shoulders, cyclocross barrier running over people on bikes. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, got back on my bike and uh, started with two of us, eventually turned into three of us, bridged uh, the gap to the peloton after about three miles. Okay. And how the how the rest of the race go then for uh, you? As <laughs> soon as we got to the peloton, they kicked up the surge to twenty nine miles an hour, and I was completely spun out, and I got kicked off. The yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I was looking at some of the the speeds, uh, average speeds for the the race. It was fast twenty three point six for the for the top finishers. Yeah, yeah, and even even in your peak form, I mean, you can't hold that with that single no, speed gear. That is no. fast indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah, my my average cadence was in the one hundred and twenty. Uh, 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 RPM. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it was high. It was a leg burner. Uh, I didn't ride on Monday. Yeah. I'm, I think even the winners from last year were not even over 23. So if they were topping 23, that is yeah. smoking yeah, Brett, fast. Yeah, Brett, you did, the, you did the Uncle John's last year, right? I did. Yeah, we I were did. together last year. Sheldon and I rode together on that one. And, uh, I had a similar story as far as the crash and the uh, cyclocross action uh, and being off the pack. You ate, you ate some corn last year. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't go down, thankfully, but uh, very, very close. And then actually uh, had flashbacks to the year before when I did go down, and that was the first broken collarbone. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Is off the, the pack, uh, 20 minutes, chasing, chasing, got back on, same thing. And then they surged. It was a break about 10 minutes after I was back on the pack from last year, so... Is this, uh, it seems the most, I, I've never raced uh, Uncle John's Dirty Ride, but what I've heard is it it's fast, it's flat, fast, and then I hear about these crashes. Is this, do you think it's because it's so fast and on gravel that you're going to have more of these crashes, or are I, these I really just flukes? Or just... I, yeah, I, I don't think it's anything to do with like the course or the race or anything like that. I think it's just, um, I mean, that's that's racing to a, to a point, um, but uh, it's... It's just something that happens, you yeah. know, when you have people going fast and, and somebody makes a mistake. There's a wide range, I'm sure, a wide range of uh, skill sets and, and racing levels, and that's just kind of inherent when you get that mix going that somebody's going to make a mistake and, and, and down somebody goes, and then it goes from there. So yeah, yeah, the last two years with the last two crashes, none of them were course issues. They always have been happening long straightaways, so it's just it's just – a bike handler exactly that's what happened when when they crashed just in front of me and i stopped just in time to not crash it was perfectly straight uh no potholes nice smooth course and just yeah somebody somebody had an issue with bike handling or something of that nature yeah and that's the tough thing and this it's the great thing about gravel racing is that it's open to all abilities but then sometimes it's the tough thing about gravel racing where unfortunately you have um a lot of people packed into um into a small space with wide going ranges real, of going real fast, going really fast. <laughs> yeah, because so. in, in these races, you might have the legs to stick with a group, but you might not have necessarily the handling skills. Yeah. Because races such as this one, because it's a fairly smooth course, a lot of the handling's very crit-like. Uh, you're you know within inches of the person next to you. The, sure. the drafts are all very tight. They're not like Barry where. You well, kind of give a little more. Room. Yeah, there's no that's... like, there's no real technical aspect to separate the group. You don't have these big climbs or right. or a uh, point. a, a yep. big like a really difficult type of, of road. Yeah, there's nothing to shatter except for just sheer strength. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's so it. you just get a, a big group together and then 
any little mistake can uh, escalate. And then also, you know, I mean, there's always that transition of, of the difference of surface from, you know, people that normally race road. This might be something, since it's known to be pretty flat and smooth, this might entice some maybe more road-oriented yeah. people to, to try the dirt because out. You, you can ride a road bike in this race. Right, which we, we've done be, before in the yeah. past. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you get some road people out there that maybe don't have the best dirt handling skills, and, and that's that's what happens. I, I actually remember a couple crashes, too, that were in some corners that, that I thought was... Uh, it was like one you guy, know, uh, he slipped on some sand, and he yeah, it was like uh, I just caught, went through there, no problem, and all of a sudden, just guy goes down for kind of no reason. But <laughs> yeah, he he, uh, he went through really fast in a corner that I mean, in a typical gravel race, you shouldn't take as hard, and he went down, caught his chin on the ground, and it it wasn't very pretty. Well, hey, I don't want to um to harp on the uh, <laughs> on the on the crashes or the negative aspects of the the race, but. But yeah, no, it was uh, the uh, fastest race I've ever had on my single speed. I've never had a, a single speed race anywhere close to that speed. It's stupid so, fast, for yeah, sure. Yeah, very cool. And, and you know, we, we need to mention that this is, of course, our local race yep. uh, sponsored by Sinair Auto Lab. Um, Steve Smith puts... Capital, a, Capital City Cycling Club. Yep, yep. Uh, Steve Smith does a lot of work for this. So uh, great. I'm glad it was a, a, a positive event and, and went well. Oh, yeah. Um, so what else? A lot of stuff happened this weekend. Uh, uh, I did the the Celsa Fargo Sub Forty Eight. Yes, bike packing talk, talk ride. Talk to us about this. I, I very cool. I've very seen cool. this. So it's so it is a two day bike packing adventure. Where's it Where's it start from? Weekend long. Um, well, it, this year uh, it's it's different every year, but this year it was in the the, the Pigeon River uh, wilderness area, up towards uh, Wolverine, Michigan, and Indian River, kind of in between the areas. Uh, but it's a whole weekend long thing. You arrive Friday night, camp out. Um, you can, you know, bring your, either your bike packing gear or you can bring your regular tent, whatever you want to do, because you're going to return to this area. But so, uh, camp out, have breakfast in the morning, and then you embark on the 50 mile uh, leg of the the first leg of the of the route uh, with all of your stuff loaded down, everything with you. Um, so. Basically, we were looking at forest roads, kind of really sandy type two-track forest roads, um, some some like skinny kind of forest gravel, and then uh, like three or four miles of, of single track. But so it wasn't like really anything too bad. Um, uh, although I did take my girlfriend, who is somewhat of a cyclist, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I got her in way, way way over her head um thankfully she's a trooper and she grinded it out it was on a fat bike so uh that was my next question uh what were the bikes that the two of you rode uh i rode my my salsa muckluck and she uh she rode a khs all season 500 now i saw some which, pictures which are, are they're fat bikes right they're fat bikes okay, fat okay. tire bikes four yeah. inch tires 26 inch by four inch so Wait, i saw so some pictures how heavy was your bike? Because you guys had those things just loaded up. I, I wanted to kind of use this. It's it's It was sold, at least to me, that what I understood was it's kind of an entry type thing, you know, kind of get your feet wet into bikepacking. So um, her and I have done some backpacking, and she's done a ton of backpacking. So And I've done a ton of cycling, so it kind of made sense to kind of try to put those two together and see what happened. Um, so uh, I bought a bunch of gear for like packing things on the bike she already had a whole bunch of gear for camping light you know backpack style so um uh we just kind of put everything together and and i i think my bike i so i I was trying to make it like practice for doing a longer trip 
and uh I think my bike probably weighed 80 pounds <laughs> maybe maybe less or maybe more I'm sorry but um yeah it was it was crazy it was crazy it, and and the, the the ride was uh advertised as 1100 feet of climbing and when we finished it was uh I looked at the Strava flybys and almost everybody had uh well over 20 uh well over 2000 feet so yeah, twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred feet. Almost twice as much. As Some people said. had eighteen hundred feet, but you know, yeah, yeah. GPS yeah. is sketchy. On, your, on your Instagram, you had some pictures of some hills that they look for Michigan pretty substantially tall. Big time. I, I thought that uh, you know this would be good a good trip to to break her into some little bit of off road cycling. And the fat bike's pretty easy. You just kind of plod along, going pretty slow. And then we came to the first climb, and I was like, uh oh. I have made a mistake. <laughs> and she, I think she thought the same thing. So, but uh, yeah, she she is her previous furthest ride was like 25 miles on the road on a pretty nice road bike. But she has you know she can go pretty fast. She's got some fitness, some athletic ability. So I mean she can average you know 18 miles an hour. So I mean it's not she's no slouch. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought we were going to be on some smooth gravel and maybe a couple of two tracks with some rolling hills not climbing to the moon (laughs) now trevor uh you might have some words of advice of what to say to your significant other did you give up (laughs) i do not listen to me in that respect i say all the wrong things and we can just move on from there (laughs) can you can you just give us your quote no. <laughs> <laughs> but so so uh, it came down. She was getting she was getting pretty whooped, and uh, I would start to see a climb coming in the distance a little bit. So I would wick it up and take off, and just rail it up the hill to the top of the hill, and I'd jump off my bike, run back down to the bottom of the hill, and I'd get behind her bike and just push her up the hill. So well, I just it, knew I wanted her to you know I knew that she was gonna like at some point just stop being able to pedal so i had to at least avoid that so well, i think you were just practicing your running skills for what that you too have, that what too. you have upcoming soon yeah, yeah. right yeah <laughs> good segue good segue hike a bike running yep uh the uh just real quick before we move on from the fargo it was it was like how many how many participants how many people were a part of this ride um, I would say, I, I honestly, I don't know the exact number, but I would say uh, north of 150, possibly oh, wow. 200 people. I mean, there was a lot of people. If you look at the, their Facebook page, they got a big group photo mm-hmm. um, that shows everybody that was there. It was, a, it was a big event. There was a lot of people. So we took up um, half of a couple pretty large campgrounds with all the tents and bikes and everything. So it, it was a very cool event. They had like a big community thing. It's fu- uh, sponsored by Founders. So there was kegs of Founders beer there. And, uh, Can't go wrong with that. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It was good stuff. And then there was, you know, a community big fire pit, so everybody kind of gathered at one uh, big spot and just kind of socialized. And that's kind of what they they stress for this is I think the social aspect of riding and, and just making you know having the adventure and having the camaraderie and and getting to know people, make friends. Um, but also, you know, in a little bit, obviously with you know with Jackie's ride, get outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, and do some things that you hadn't done before, but so that's it was, awesome. It was very cool. It was it's something I'll do again for sure. That's great, and uh, congratulations on coming out of it 
um, unscathed yes. with your relationship. She and did that. not kill me. Yes, that was, <laughs> that was my major goal. She, yeah. she went through uh, all the five stages of, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, denial, uh, rage, <laughs> uh, you know, suffering, everything. She went through it all, but she, she made it, so she grounded out, and, uh, yeah. yep, we're good to go. Well, she, uh, that's just a quick note. She was talking about uh, when we got back there, um, everybody was at the pavilion eating. And so, like, everybody, we rolled by, and I think we were probably the last people in. And the place just erupted with cheers, just cheering for us and applause. And it was really awesome. That's cool. And uh, and then, um, so we get off the bikes, and she's like, well, you can sell this bike. I'm never riding it again. And she's like, while you're at it, you can sell my bike back at home, too, because I'm never riding that again, either. <laughs> so she went from that yeah. to... Well, I think she learned that line from you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something <laughs> you said, correct? Very, um, what was it, Mohican? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was selling all the bikes. Yeah. But so then the next day on the, on the way home, she was uh, talking about our plans for our next bikepacking trip. So Yeah, what, a, what a swing, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Do it, Sheldon. Open it up. Sheldon's on to a second White Claw. So, uh, so uh, yeah, delicious ruby grapefruit. Is that a local um, seltzer? No, it's not. It's White Claw. Um, it's no laws. Well, <laughs> very cool. So this also this weekend, there were a few other um, events. The Alma Grand Prix... Oh yeah, Cross. the Grand Prix of Cyclocross. Cyclocross. Yep. Grand, Grand Prix of Cyclocross. Sheldon, I mean, we talked we talked a little bit about this. I thought maybe you'd race it on your single speed, but you had uh, the back to back. I already had my bike uh, switched over and geared for Sunday, yeah. and it I, it was just I didn't feel like messing with it that close. Originally, I wanted to do it on my Cadex, but for or episode five reasons that bike is currently not rolling yeah but i did order a new wheel set today so okay cool very cool event by the way um to ride race you know or even spectate like it's just a lot of fun have you been to it brett yes yep yep i've uh, i've not raced um i've done i've ridden the course in some of the practice sessions that they do uh, ahead of the race cool but I've been up there to, to spectate, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to just watch and, and see what's going on. And they, they have, like, it's a cool event. Like, people camp out, and then, uh, I mean, they have, like, a wood-fired pizza oven, so you get these killer pizzas, and there's lots of prize giveaways. I ended up getting a, a spare grab bag that had, like, a really nice uh, pair of uh, either def- sock guy. It was sock guy socks. And uh, uh, this coupon for, like, a Rudy helmet that was, like, free but you pay 30 bucks shipping so i got like a nice rudy project oh, helmet. Cool. like it was really cool had a great time i mean jb and the just, race is super yeah. exciting JB, jb does it up yeah i mean he is probably the most dedicated person to super encourage, nice guy. encouraging cyclocross in the state of michigan it, he he is active on social media about the race year round um yeah i i've never seen a race that one person just carries so strongly yeah yeah super nice guy yeah he's got a quite a presence on social media or instagram and facebook you'll see him at and, other races he's, yeah. i mean he's everywhere uh we saw him he was at the race on sunday and uh briefly got to talk to him and apologize for not being there the yeah. day before yeah very cool yeah i love their uh their whole setup for their announcers booth they they pulled this big giant luxury pontoon boat that's like a double decker with a fly bridge and so it's on a trailer and then it's on the boat and then there's the fly bridge and they're on top of there like overlooking the whole course announcing stuff it's just really that's funny awesome. to see people on top of this huge yeah. luxury pontoon well and they're then, basically the, i mean their logo is it's the scottish flag but their secondary logo is the plastic pink flamingos yeah 
yep. and they're stuck all over along uh, their sand pit is called was it the yacht club the Avalon pontoon yacht, yacht club, club. <laughs> and there's <laughs> there's pink plastic flamingos all around it um, it's like a, a 80 or 90 foot long sand oh, it's pit it's just like a beach it's like all the other ones in Michigan through. half the size and this one is a stretch yeah well yeah man I'm Kind of upset that I missed it, but I'll have to check it out one of these years for sure. Absolutely, um, it's, it's definitely worth it to, to to like I said to to race or to spectate. It's it's yeah. really exciting, and there's so many races during the day. I mean, you can go there, and from whatever time ten to three or whatever. I mean, oh, you there's see, a five k run too. Yeah, you you see so many races, so it's think, it's cool. It's I think exciting. that's the cool thing about cyclocross in general is how um, how how great it is for spectators because it's not this out and back race or a point-to-point race where um right you, you know see you them see them leave seconds. and then you see them come back you can right. you can watch these constant laps and and uh yeah it's a much much better atmosphere for spectators and they have it set up for, so that you can move around the course to various points and and there's places where the course wraps around and so you can get out kind of on these like islands where mm-hmm. you're like they'll come by you and they wrap around 180 degrees and come back by you again and so awesome yeah, also this weekend, uh, and Brett, you could probably talk a little bit about this too, is the end of the CPS racing series. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Is it Addison Hills? Addison Oaks. Addison yep. Oaks. That is actually not a course that I've ridden or raced even. Uh, raced or ridden, I guess you would say. Um, but uh, yes, yes, that was a, the, the series finale, and uh, so it's all wrapped up. Um, my, I, Speaking of broken collarbones... Uh, my season was actually cut short from the uh, sweat shaker race up at Mid Michigan Community College, where I crashed randomly and broke my other collarbone. So that was, I had planned on doing some of those uh, end of the season CPS races, but I just wasn't able to because of that. And then um, Wait, real, real tapering quick. for the Marjorie. Well, real quick, we. What is the CPS series? I, I don't think we've really talked about this on the on the podcast at don't all. Don't look at me. I'm not a mountain biker. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, the it's the MMBA, the Mid Michigan, or well, actually the Michigan Mountain Biking Association puts on the championship points series, and it's a, a a series of ten races, and they count the points. You have to do five races to qualify for the points series. So it's just based on where you finish in the races and you accumulate points. You get 35 points for, for a first place, and then I, I think it's either a point or two down from there. So second place gets like 34 or 33 and so on down. So And then at a certain point you get you know so many points just for being in the race and finishing. But And how many, how many races does it um, stretch over the, over the season? There's 10 races ten, in the okay. season. And then, like I said, you have to do five to qualify for the points. Now, Edison so, Oaks, where in the state is that? That is over um, north of Detroit. Okay. And then, do you know when the se- when their series starts in the year? Um, the the series kickoff is generally at uh, Yankee Yankee Springs. It's the Yankee Springs time trial. Okay. So um, that's generally the start of the CPS series season. I don't have results been been uh, posted um, They yet? should have been, and actually, uh, for my team, Spin, we had uh, a couple of podiums. Uh, Kevin Galbavi, uh, I believe, got second in the Clydesdale category. Um, another guy, Bruce Caldor, got uh, second in the sport, uh, I think 50 to 59, or maybe 50 to 55 category, so we had some good showings for the cool. team. I was pretty excited about that. And I, I don't mean to correct you, but it's our team. Yeah, all three of us yeah. are on this team. We oh. all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, we had, 
<laughs> yeah, we had actually some good some good uh, results for our team, uh, the spin team. We took home a couple podiums. You don't have that. to correct yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna put that exact thing in there. <laughs> I we like you guys are no. noobs. You guys are noobs. We are. So. I mean, uh, like, yeah. Yes, we don't. We don't. Uh, this was my first. You don't seat. partake this, in the in the mountain, the mountain biking. Mountain bike yeah, 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 this yeah, was but, my first year with spin. As, and and same with me. So. Um, I understand. Anyway. <laughs> I understand. And you guys don't race mountain bikes, but are, are yeah. we in the so, probationary period? Yes, <laughs> you are. You are. So you better watch it. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so our team did well. My bad. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, it's a good season. You know, it's a, it's a fun thing. Like the races, especially if you do like uh, the ones I do, generally are close. Like Yankee, um, Custer, which is in you know towards Battle Creek. Um, the the Mid Michigan Community College up at uh, Harrison, I believe it is. Um, and then you can do Island Lake, and I forget which other one. There's another one that's pretty close, so it's not too bad if you want to do those races. You don't have to travel particularly far. Um, one of the reasons I hadn't done Addison Oaks to this point is because of sort of it's it's like two or two and a half hours to get there. Even though it's as the crow flies, it's really not that far away, but it's just kind of one of those places that there's no really good way to get there from Lansing. So yeah, but so it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, some of the races are put on by uh, you know various organizers, but a lot of them are put on by uh, Brent Walk and and John Ford also puts on. Uh, they do like the, the the calculation of the points and and so they those two guys do tons of work. Um, to put this on for everybody and, and there's always you know just great turnout for the races and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of good competition a lot of camaraderie a lot of uh, there's some people that I raced with uh, my first year in beginner class that I still like talk to all the time and communicate on Strava and on Facebook and different things and so a lot of nice people that I've met through for the racing through there and just had a lot of fun and it's fun to see the familiar faces as you race a little bit more and more you get to know people, and, and it's it's real friendly competition. So very cool, very cool. I agree. Well, what else we got going on here? Well, I, th- I think uh, I think it's time to talk about the. Well, uh, I, hold on. I want to subject. Can I at least talk a little bit about how my week has been in I the guess, midpack? I guess you yeah, know maybe. <laughs> how was it? <laughs> you got new bar tape. I got new bar tape for my for my gravel bike. Yeah, Sexy. Sure. Yeah, it looks good. Orange. Uh, to match the, I bet it looks really sweet. On to that. match uh, um, Brett's team, the, the <laughs> cycling club. <laughs> in Colors. foot, in mouth. <laughs> no, real quick, I want to talk about a couple things I did um, this last weekend. I did not race, but on Friday I went out for quite a few miles. I got out, uh, got a 115 miles in in preparation for my October race unpaved in Pennsylvania. And I tried to, I stayed mostly on gravel, a little bit of road, just because that's all I, I had to get from gravel road to gravel road. I had to get some paved roads in there. And then about 70 miles in, I found some sweet single track over in the Ionia uh, State Recreational Area. And that was that was a, a, a welcome surprise. So, so it was, it was yeah, a killer ride. Yeah, I saw ride. the pictures on Instagram, and that single track looked absolutely amazing. I didn't even know that there was any up there. Well, it's speaking was of that C- at, at the Ionia. Yeah, speaking of CPS series, I think that's part of part of that a little bit. It is not, but I, I, uh, I thought I saw a nice trail there. It is a nice trail it's, there. It just Ionia. there is a um, kind of a rail to trail that runs right along the river, um, <clears throat> right along the Grand River mm-hmm. through the Ionia. Uh, in between Saranac and Ionia, and um, so I was on that because I knew that was 
a part of the the route I wanted to take and then I was just looking off into the woods and I kept seeing this trail and so I went to investigate a little bit and I noticed that oh this is this is a legit mountain bike trail and I didn't know where it was going to take me I just in true Sheldon style just went for it I'm running off uh, on yeah, it. yeah. Did, did you ford any yeah. rivers though no I did not ford any rivers <laughs> well it was a failure we don't want to hear about the rest of this <laughs> but uh but it was just a great loop it took me right back to where I where I started and it was I I think it was um it was, it was pretty good preparation. I want to get one more of these big rides in the next couple of weeks before I head over to uh, uh, the Susquehanna Valley for Unpaved. But I'm I'm getting pretty excited for it. Side note, there is actually a bridge out on that trail where you could ford a river. I'm just saying. <laughs> All the bridges were working. Hey, well, maybe they fixed it. When are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave right now. <laughs> That's a great ride, though, from, from this area, uh, following some gravel out there. We've done that a couple times. Uh, uh, I think I did it with Jaron and, and Mitch, and we did it a uh, century out that way. Yeah. And hit that Ioni Trail, that, did a couple loops, and came back. It was, yeah. it was pretty fun. It was good well, times. Sheldon, I, I went and I hit the um, that little section in Portland. Ah, uh, the seasonal road. Yeah, the seasonal road there, and that and um, that was that was a lot of fun, and then I kind of went out of Portland and try to get got over was it Sarah was it wet or it was a little wet it was started raining on me a yeah. little bit but I remember um, that day we got but it rain. wasn't it wasn't so wet that it didn't really do too much to the road um but yeah it was a good ride and then uh, a few days ago I went over to uh DTE trail over uh huh. near um Chelsea the um what is it Waterloo recreational yep. area Pinky Stock Bridge all that stuff yep. is that the Sheldon new one? There, there is a new section of it. Okay, but it's um, a new-ish trail new, new-ish system. Trail, but single track mountain bike, um, sick trail. It is, it is some of the best. I know some diehard mountain bikers think maybe it's a little easy, but it's it's all flow, super smooth. I love it. And I was thinking, Sheldon, you need to get your single speed out there and ride because I rode for three hours. I didn't even ride it twice. I rode it like most of the laps twice but one i didn't and it was still a three-hour ride and uh for your upcoming ice man when are we the, going yeah seriously <laughs> you need to get out there and ride this I'm i down. think it would be a, a great you uh, like a gravel bike could do it i mean there's like a couple rock sections but you can always go around them there's one log in the whole thing there's like 22 miles or something now it's like one single log that you have to jump over but you yeah, can the still whole thing's pretty, can you body it's, hop it or it's no it's, no it's big you get the ride over but it's you'd be fine it's 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 like a the, the trail's like a water slide. I mean, it's so smooth and, and machine graded. But it's an amusement it, but it's, park. Yeah, yeah it, you, you it's feel like so it's a it's a ride. I mean, it's so and it's it's all all the um it's all buffed out, and so you, it it's it's incredible. I, you just have a smile on your face the entire time. I did that century out there a few weeks ago, and I just couldn't get enough. I just I, I did I was having so much. You did fun, a century on, on DTE. Yeah. I thought you were doing it over at Yankee Springs. No. Nope. Uh, well, we were going to go over there, but that yeah. didn't work out, and we we changed gears. And uh, 100 miles on Yankee Springs would kill you, I think. <laughs> that would hurt, for sure. That's what I was hoping for, but so sure. I, I just ended up, uh, I got over there and with uh, Jaron and Ned, and, and we, we just kept going, and those guys kicked off at like 45 miles, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to see if how many I can get here, and... Got to seventy. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna try for try for the hundred. So. Was that your first big ride after coming back from your? Yeah, remote? yep, it was. So did they everything have the, went good. And did they have the sugar loop. They open? did, and I, I only rode that once. Uh, yeah. That one one time because uh, yeah, it was it was gnarly. It, it was, was a little more. It was real climby, and it was like it I is, didn't I didn't want a chance having an issue, I, so I, to speak. I think it needs crash. to be ridden a couple more times, like 
maybe like next year it'll smooth out a little bit. You could tell it's it's a little fresh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it but wasn't bad. But yeah. No, I mean, it's it great. Just, it, I, was, I, it was. I did it twice. It was. It was more risky than I wanted to be for mm-hmm. being as fresh off my injury as I was. So, but but yeah. So I'm just saying, like I. I was having so much fun on this trail that I just didn't want to stop. I mean, it's so amazing. And for sure, you should try it. Yeah. Oh, as soon as those 40s come in. Yeah. The only okay. thing that, that I think you need to worry about is, is some of the jump lines. You know, and, uh, you know, if you get on a noodle bar bike, you're going to be a little bit awkward, I think, on those. But you can just slow down. or, I mean, you can probably send it with that thing, too. But you just got to well, make sure you know you what you're doing. <laughs> Not you me. I, I slowed out of a crawl, and I just, like, <laughs> right over it. I'm the biggest wimp when it comes to that stuff. But, um, no, so I've been riding my mountain bike a little more because of um, Lord of the Springs that I'm doing That's, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. So um, we will. Be an awesome race. It will be, and I think the weather is going to be perfect. It's supposed to rain a little bit in the area right before it, so I think all the sand because it mm. is in a really sandy area. Of it's the really state. sandy right now too. Yeah, like I've heard it's real sandy. So if there's some rain ahead of time, that yep. is going to make it primo. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that and getting some uh, racing on my mountain bike, but. Uh, but yeah, I had to put some time on the mountain bike for sure. Now, um, quick question on that course, because you on you've which done, one DT uh, or um, Lord of Springs? Lord Yankee. of Springs. Do you? So we we kind of talked about this, but we weren't sure. Is it on Yellow Loop? Well, there's there's the loops out at Yankee. Um, it's directional. There's there's a warm up loop that's off the parking lot that's like maybe two miles, and then the other main loop is eleven miles. And it and it's there's an orange way and there's a yellow way. So oh, I I don't so just yeah yeah I thought it was oh, yeah yeah I don't know uh, which portions of the trail they actually do that because I've never done it. But part of it is the Yankee course. Part of it is the Barry Robay course. As I yeah, but as right. I understand it, I think we hit the whole Yankee. Okay. Course. So okay. we do like half of it, and then we go back out ah, into the gravel that makes road, sense. And, and then, then we, we do the second do the half. half. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it, it is whatever <clears throat> direction Saturday is, is because I don't, they can't necessarily close it down for the race. I think it's still open to anyone that wants to ride Got that it. day, but it's it's the correct direction. Now, do you hit Sager Road at all? Oh yeah. Yep. I think we we might do it both directions. Oh, that's. That'll um, be fun. So yeah, as I remember from last year, it it was very sandy, and now that thing is like full gas, just railing, right? I, I, I mean, think my heart rate was like average one eighty seven the whole time. I mean, it was one eighty seven. I'm murder killer. It was. <laughs> it was maybe two hour, like two hours fifteen minutes. I thought maybe it would be a. Okay, just keep the us... sirens. Yikes. Keep Watch us... your warning. I just hope it doesn't knock out our internet. All right, so, uh, yeah, we're coming back to recording after a severe thunderstorm rolled through yesterday. Welcome back, everybody. We are back. Yeah, we had um, a brief, well, a 24-hour uh, delay because of the storm. But, tornado uh, warnings. Tornado warning. Touchdowns, all that yeah, good stuff. Uh, we heard uh, some of our listeners in Grand Rapids probably got rattled pretty good last night. But luckily, um, we were all safe here in mid-Michigan, Lansing area. So, But uh, I think we should move on and uh, maybe talk about... Um, our main course. I think we should talk about our main subject for <laughs> sure, um, Margie Gessick. Ready, Brett? Um, uh, just like with the race, I'm, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. So. All right, fresh meat time. Let's oh, do it. Definitely. <laughs> 
Okay, Brett, so you um, you came here yesterday, but uh, ready to record with um, four themed beers. Yes. And these beers, I think, are a great introduction to what the Margie Gessick is. So will you tell us, will you explain the beers <clears throat> and then how they... Um, correspond with the Margie Gessick. Yeah, I just I hand selected these beers for that, you know, the evening yesterday, based on uh, some of the Margie type stuff. So uh, the first one that we had was uh, the the uh, Sierra Nevada Narwhal Imperial Stout. Uh, the Narwhal is basically a unicorn whale. So if you, anybody knows anything about Margie, uh, there's a unicorn that leads out the race. So thought that was apropos for that. Uh, we went from there to the Expedition Stout. That's a Bell's beer. Uh, that's that's just kind of, I mean, the whole race is just an expedition. It's an adventure. Of course, yeah. Um, from there, we went to the Delusion. That's that's Greenbush. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Delusion. I was definitely having delusions when I, I signed up for this race because I had <laughs> no idea what I was getting into. I feel so, like you've had two delusions with this race. Um, uh, well, I've had several delusions <laughs> over the year. I think. I don't think you. S- you still don't know what you're getting no, into. No, I don't. I don't, and that's that's yeah. the thing. It's it's. But with the whole new series and, and the hundred mile races and and kind of the challenge that I took on this year, it just it's yeah it's 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 been a, a I'm I'm over my head, but we'll see what happens. So the last one though uh, was the 120, which we're uh, drinking now. Correct, Dogfish Head, 120 minute IPA. Just uh, because, who knows? For, for all I know, uh, it's a Todd Poquette and, and uh, Danny. Danny might uh, make the race 120 miles. So who knows? But it's a, it's an over 100 mile race right. for sure. But the the dis the actual distance is a little right. Right. It's the Margie Gessick 100. Uh, I believe in 2017 it was 111, 112 miles. Yeah. So they give you. They're not afraid to give you bonus miles. And, well, not, so. and not all the miles are riding your bike. Oh right, right, exactly. The Le Mans start. So that's just kind of you know the the, the race organizers. That's one of their things is just to kind of make things kind of different, um, hard. Funny, kind of just a combination of sadistic. things. Sadistic, sadistic, definitely. <laughs> um, and uh, Danny Hill, the 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 main race course designer, his one of his quotes is, uh, "It's fun in kind of a sick sort of way." So <laughs> it's definitely so. The, the the race starts out actually uh, off your bike. You have to run uh, about a mile or a mile and a half around the course back to your bike, and then you can get on your bike and take off and then proceed from there okay well first of all brett super creative way um first i mean thank you for bringing those beers that we could my pleasure that we shared them and are sharing them now super creative way to introduce some margie gessick but let's back up a little bit let's talk maybe just the the bare details of what um exactly the margie gessick is so it is coming up in in a couple weeks and um the weekend of September 21st. September 21st. My last it, day on earth. <laughs> could you, be. You've been having nightmares about this day. <laughs> and this this is a uh, Upper Peninsula race. It starts, does it start in Ipshpeming? Uh starts in, in Marquette and, and it ends in Ipshpeming. Yeah. So it's a point to so, point. Yes, correct. And um, do you offhand know how long this race has been 
um, going on. Not too long, right? I, I, you know, I, I should know. I, I think the first race was 2015 or 2016, so it's probably around maybe maybe the maybe it was 2014. It might be the fifth installment. Okay, so it's relatively recent, but um, um, yeah, and uh, in those 100 question mark miles. You will be uh, riding some gnarly terrain. Um, this this year will be your first year. Yeah. So I, so I what do you know about the terrain that you will be getting yourself into? I know into? it'll be the, some of the gnarliest stuff that I've ever ridden, bar none. Head and shoulders above, difficulty wise, technical wise. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also sort of not looking forward to it. I'm definitely apprehensive about going into this without having ridden this area uh, before. So I'd, you've never been up there to, I've to ride. I've never been up. Th- I've, I've ridden up there. What's in your the problem, time, Brett? Like, why I know. Would... <laughs> I know. Well, it's because it's like six this hours away. This is like away. Sheldon planning right here. <laughs> Delusional. Right. Just, just <laughs> drop in and, and see what happens. Uh, yeah, for sure. But now, uh, uh, speaking of riding, what bike are you going to be riding for this? Uh, I'll be riding my uh, my scalpel. Uh, it's a Canada. 2018 yeah. Cannondale scalpel. Uh, full suspension. Uh, I just made a decision on tires today, so I'll be running uh, uh, a Maxxis Minion front and uh, a Maxxis Ardent rear. In so which diameter are you running? Uh, 29s. So and, and or, it'll or be I well say width. width it's uh, they're both 2.4s. Okay. So uh, I, for my regular XC races, I have uh, um, racing Rons on there, and uh, or maybe that's racing Ralphs. I they, racing Ralphs. Yeah, but yeah. so they're uh, they're. 29 by two and a uh, two and a quarter. So, and those are more XC, you know, fast, high, you know, high rate of rolling, high rolling speed, if you will. But so these other tires are definitely way chunkier. The Minion, it's actually a DHF, so it's more like a downhill tire. So I'm I'm looking to to be able to hook up on these rocks and get some traction up these climbs and and uh, hopefully. Give her hell. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, everything <laughs> I've witnessed online from this race is it is not what you would call a fast race. Well, I mean, th- we were, we were, and I think we're going to link to this YouTube video we were watching last night um, that, that kind of o- does an overview of the race. I think it's a great yeah, um, I- introduction to what the race is and then also the terrain, but it looked like there were some fast, buffed out uh, single track, but then also there was some of the, the gnarliest trail, lots of uh, sharp rocks and... Uh, uh, yeah, um, you're gonna hit everything from from some single track jump lines, to some twisty turny technical stuff, to some super gnarly hike a bike uphill climb, boulder encrusted, just crazy stuff, to some descents down pure rock faces and like not even like boulders, but like just huge like bedrock mm-hmm. faces that you're going down these rocks. So it's gonna be. Rocks, roots, okay, twists, so, turns, everything. So when did you sign up for this race? Um, uh, I signed up for it. You had to sign up for it. Like I think it sold out in like four hours or something like mm-hmm. that. It, it, maybe not even that. It might have been quicker than that. Basically, the 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 day that they um, that they released it, so to speak. Um, for some reason, there was some sort of technical error or technical difficulty with Bike Reg, and it ended up going on sale at like midnight for like an hour 
that and was it, before it was supposed to, and some people got Facebook in. Facebook was blowing. Yeah, up. so oh, really? so people were like, kind of, you know, we shouldn't. We're not really supposed to spread this news, but hey, it's a little birdie told it's me. It's open. Oh yeah, that it's, it's open. online. My all of a sudden, my feed was like, anybody that's doing Margie, yeah. sign up now. So I signed up right then and there. And uh, when what what time of year plunge. was this? Do you, I I, I you think remember? it was like. October or November. I mean, it was early in the year. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's of last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. They released it. I think pretty, pretty well, pretty close after the the end of the race. You know, last year. So, so pretty close to a year in advance. And then my follow up is, um, what inspired you to even attempt this? I mean, you're right now. You're sitting here. You're apprehensive a little. You're you're excited with a with a, a big dose of. Of doubt or a big of, dose of I, I'd what go am back, I doing? Yeah. Of, 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 of appropriate, uh, right? Not respect. Fe- respect. And, thank you. And, um, but yeah. so, like, what? Uh, I'll get back to the delusion beer that we talked I, about. I guess so. Um, I had done uh, the Lumberjack 100 in 2018, and uh, that was my kind of introduction to to the ultra longer. endurance type stuff. Was that your first? Um, Hundred mile mountain bike race? Yes. Okay. Yep. I had ridden centuries on the road sure, bike and yeah. done some other type of stuff, but uh, yeah, for actual racing, that was the 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 first show. So coming off of that, um, I was you know feeling pretty proud of myself for completing that, and uh, I mean I didn't knock it out of the park, but I did I did well for what I wanted to complete in under uh, ten hours, and uh, I, I ended up under nine hours. So I was pretty stoked about yeah, that. Say so, and. Uh, so I guess I, you know, kind of, and I, I had, we talked about the CPS series uh, in the sport class. I had won a bunch of races there and, and won the series for the year. So I guess I maybe was feeling pretty good about myself and uh, just looking to take it to the next level. Yeah. So um, I didn't, I wasn't really looking to take it to like 10 extra levels though. So yeah, because this race, uh, so I'm sure most of our listeners know who Jeremiah Bishop is. On the back of your shirt, it has a quote from Jeremiah Bishop. What does it say? It says, uh, the hardest single-day event in North America. Yeah. And that <laughs> says a lot coming from Jeremiah Bishop, pro mountain biker. Who's right. Basically specializes. Who won it last year. Yeah, and he, I mean, his focus is almost 100-mile yeah. mountain bike races. That's, yeah. So so you signed up last year basically mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. and um and then you've had this in the sights this entire season talk a little bit about your preparation um i know you did some some big races a couple couple hundreds a few did yes, you do uh, lumberjack you did lumberjack again i did lumberjack again but then you did with with margie that i had signed up for um then I just decided that I would do the the National Ultra Endurance Series from there, the new series, NUE. Mm-hmm. So um, I basically, you know, I just kind of did my normal training regimen of, of, you know, riding the trainer yep. and doing some high-intensity stuff and doing some longer endurance type stuff and just getting ready. I was, I was intending to do the CPS series again in the expert class, uh, coupled with some of these longer events just to, to get my feet wet and that type of thing. So... Um, I started out with the Kohuta 100, and basically just had no idea what I was getting into. So I went That's to that early early spring. That was right? an early April, uh, end of April. End of April. And uh, that just it. Once I got there, I got like 40 miles in, and I was like, "Oh, I've made such a big mistake." <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, 
Where is Calhuta in, in It's in Tennessee. Tennessee, it's in okay. The southern part of Tennessee, and actually, the majority of the race is in northern Georgia. Oh, okay. so it's in oh, the mountains. I mean, it's south. in the proper mountains, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty far south. But so, um, yeah, I, I just forty miles into that, my legs were blown, and I looked at my Garmin, and I had climbed like three thousand feet, and the race was twelve thousand, and I had so I had sixty miles and twelve thousand or nine thousand feet left to go. That was not a good place to be. Not a good place to be. Did you so, want to sell your bike after that? Uh, well, actually, I called my girlfriend from the mountaintop, and uh, I told her that... Mid, uh, mid-race? Yes, during the race? mid-race, I pulled over. <laughs> I made the phone call. Actually, I think I was still spinning up a hill, but uh, I, I called her up, and I said, uh, well, you know, um, it's been great, but, uh, you know, I already got this beard, and... Uh, I'm on top of this mountain here, and uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it off of it, so I, I guess I'm just going to be a mountain man. And uh, <laughs> I'd buy your moonshine. Here I'll be. Yeah, yeah I'll make moonshine and, and, you know, whatever. But so, so I, I, I mean, I, I was in a bad place to, to have that realization, and uh, that just kind of set me up to kind of realize that maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew for this whole Margie business. So the, the, I finished the Kohada. I, I, I made it through. Um, and that was the hardest thing I had ever done on a bike. And you guys know, I mean, that you know, Sheldon and I did uh, the the split in the mitten ride that was 333 miles that we did uh, the October. year before in October. Yeah. And so we're no stranger. And that was, you know, from the Ohio border to the Mackinac Bridge. Uh, I think we had 18 and a half hours of saddle time, 23 hours total time. So, we're, you know, we're no strangers to, to going long distances and, and grinding things out. But uh, Kohada was Kohada a different, was different, a, a different deal. Game, Just yeah. the sustained climbing, and so, so. Anyways, short story long. That was uh, that was the hardest thing I had ever done. So, then fast forward, I get to uh, Mohican, that's in Central Ohio. Which you know, I'm thinking Central Ohio, how bad cornfields? <laughs> yeah. Again, this is the hardest thing I'd ever done. <laughs> so it topped Calhuta. Yep. Um, this was maybe a month later. Yep. It was yeah. in uh, it was in June. So okay, about a month and a half later. Yep. So then, yeah, I had had quite a season at that point doing the the two hardest things on a bike I had ever done. So now, I'd... now when you cross the finish line at Calhuta, <laughs> I mean th- this one kind of spread amongst our group. Can you uh, tell us uh, what happened when you got to the finish line? I just I had had enough. I. I got to a point in that race where I kind of wasn't having any more fun and it just it was long it was hard it was gnarly it was grinding and and I just I'd had enough and I I got to the finish line and I sprinted as hard as I could right up to the finish line and I locked up both brakes skidded sideways one foot past the the finish line (laughs) rolled my bike over into the grass it fell into a pile and I said I'm done I'm not riding one foot more and you were back out riding with us, what, three days later? Well, yeah. yeah four days later. <laughs> was I there... had some proposals. to. Se- I was selling my bikes. I was not going to ride anymore. But, yeah, the next day I reconsidered. So Was there, was there a sense then, um, as you're riding Calhuta, as you're riding Mohican, did you have in the back of your mind... A sense of impending doom? Yeah. Yes. For, for Margie. There was yes. a dark cloud over things. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been... I, you know, I, I know some people that have ridden it, and I've talked to a lot of people. I've watched a lot of videos. I've yeah. looked at a lot of pictures, and it, it's it's Margie's in my head. Margie lives in a little spot in the back of my head right here, and, and it's just, I don't know. So, we'll see what happens. So but. this race has some very, very unique features. Um, but we Yeah, we talked earlier, like the... the <laughs> 
um, the unicorn rollout. Yeah, there, there's the Le Mans uni- style wait, what, run. What, what's, right, the, what's, start. The name, what's the name of the unicorn? Uh, you know, I don't know honestly. I thought it was Quitter. Oh well, that could be. It could be. I there's thought, actually I, there, I no, Instagram, no, no, no. You're Quitter. right. You're right. You're right. There is. Uh, there's a stuffed pink unicorn that is named Quitter, Quitter the, the unicorn. unicorn. This is not the lead out unicorn. No, no, but not, yes. not the live so unicorn. <laughs> the way that you the way that you have to notify the race organizers that you have, you know, mechanicaled out or you know not been able to cut the mustard is you have to text Quitter to the race organizers. And so, it's on your number plate. Right, well, right, the and, and they is, know who yeah. it's coming from because they have your phone number and all. So the first person to text Quitter gets. Has won this unicorn, the pink, unicorn, <laughs> the pink stuffed unicorn. So. Yeah, that is cruel. So, so it's like the booby prize, basically. <laughs> and so this is an unsupported race, and then throughout the course, there's unsupported, as in like they say flat out. If you have problems, don't call us. Call nine one one. Are you allowed to have um, outside support? You can have uh, people that will help you. Um, they're supposed to be sort of neutral. There's, there's not any like official aid stations. There are some people that are involved. I shouldn't say with or involved, but uh, just people like that know about the race. Yeah, yeah. They call them trail angels, and so there's people that will set up things. And can you have drop bags? So you can have a drop bag at a certain point that you will pass twice. I think it's 65 and 85 miles. Okay. Jackson Mine Park. So you can have your own drop bag there, and then you can have people meet you at certain points. But like I said, the, the they're supposed to be kind of neutral. So if you stop and there's other ten people other with people you. there, they're supposed to similar, also provide similar to the crusher. Yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. Yep. So and then uh, along the course, there's multiple points that you have to pick up tokens. Correct. Yep. There there's going to be an unknown number of checkpoints if you will where you have to find it first of all and then i mean it shouldn't be like hidden or anything but you have to stop and uh and grab a wooden nickel or a wooden coin to prove that you have been through the entire course so that's their way of keeping you honest and if you miss a single one dq'd immediately dq'd no i mean it doesn't matter if you miss it if it fell out of your pocket if uh, if you a bear ate to. it, <laughs> you're, I mean it is the UP, so you're you know, done. You can't, you can't you can't write off anything. Um, now, first place has quite the prize. Yes, there's, there's what, a, what do you win? Yeah, first prize is very lucrative. If you win the Margie Gessick, you get one dollar. <laughs> so for North America's hardest one day event, you get a get dollar. a buck. <laughs> Good old greenback. And actually, this year, they're doing, um, for super insane old people, they're doing the out and back. So these guys start Friday night, and they have to be to the start of the race. They start in Ishpeming and come back. They have to be to the start of the race at the same time by 7 a.m. to go back out with all the racers. And they'll So be they have racing. like a cutoff time for the half yeah. halfway point. Yep. And so Do they have to then also run a uh, that I don't know. I don't know if they That's have to do. Little, yeah. I bet you they do. I would say, be, being that the like sadistic rate, thing. yes, I would say that they do. And um, so they're doing 200 miles in the out and back. Um, I heard that if they're the first one there, they'll get a dollar for that. And but then if they're the first one back to the you know to the end uh-huh. of it, then they have to get the dollar back. So I, I don't know what's going on with that. But it's weird. So they're, they're going to have like 26,000 feet of climbing. No more. 
So yeah, so the race uh, before was, you know, eleven thousand, twelve thousand, and, oh. and this year it was advertised as a hundred miles, which we know is you know going to have bonus miles, and advertised as twelve thousand feet of climbing. They just came out with the GPX files and like the official race course, and it's like a hundred and five or six miles or something like that. And almost fourteen thousand feet so of climbing. Tw- you're oh basically my. gonna Everest. You're gonna Everest on a Margie, out and back. Wow. Yes. Now, I now saw that a, is insane. I saw Matt got so Ginny's doing the Matt, out Matt Acker. Yeah, Matt Jenny, Acker. Jenny, yeah, Jenny, Jenny Acker's doing, doing the out and back. The yep. out and back. Matt's doing the hundred, but uh, Jenny's, Jenny's doing the out and back. She's doing the out and back, Jeez. and uh, Matt posted her bike. Uh, I afternoon. saw that, but I didn't realize she was doing the out and back. That is savage. Well, he's they rode, they rode out to the Fargo. Yeah, in the back. Yep. And then back. And then they still did the entire thing. And I was all like uh, talking up my 100 mile gravel ride I, the I, other day. <laughs> Jeez. I, I have 13 miles this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, there's, they're, they're on another level, that's for sure. And, yeah. and, and if. I, I I think Jenny will do it. I mean, oh, I think I she'll no, grind it no, out. I have no doubt that she's going to complete it. It's going to be. That's awesome. So there, there is a time cut off. I think it's yeah. like 2 p.m. Sunday. So she's going to have her work cut out. But I can see her making it. I know so. Mark Krantz is doing the out and back. Yep. Do you know of anybody else from that we know of? Um, I don't know if Roy Krantz is doing the out and back. He might yeah, be. I heard about that. Um, it, I think there's only like... 25 or 30 people. You had to apply to yeah, do it. Yeah, you had you to apply with your credentials, and they had to approve you to do it. So what about other people that are just doing the... Uh, the Only doing yeah. the 100. <laughs> and, doing the 100. <laughs> so it was like Jeremiah Bishop coming back. Do we know that? Uh, sadly, he is not. He's not. Uh, Tinker will be back. Tinker, Tinker Juarez was. will be back. Uh, our friend Mitch... Mitch, Mitch DeYoung Young is yeah. doing it again. Sebastian. Sebastian. Sebastian, Sebastian is doing it. Um... um I know some people that are doing the 50. Um, so oh, they do have a shorter distance. Now, yep. one of our spend teammates that we cannot leave out, uh, Jameson. Oh, my God, we have to talk about this. Yeah, so there absolutely. is a 100-mile run. So J- Jameson is a, a friend of ours. He he rides with us. He's a beast on the bike, but his his true love is He's is a, a legend trail on running. his feet. Yeah. And he, and there is the the trail. Do, they, so is this... Am I right? And it's kind of the opposite where they they need a bike. Yes. So, yes. so for the first so mile. Where the, that, where the, there again, you get the sadistic race so, organizers. So and for the ride, you have a Le Mans style start where you run to your bike. But for the trail run, you need a they bike. They have to have a bike and they, <laughs> they ride a mile around the <laughs> loop. And then they can start their run. So, so just yeah. to put some extra pressure <laughs> on Jameson... Uh, we're putting this on the podcast. I think you should ride my bar bike. The bar bike would be sick. That you would be need to take the bar bike. That would be incredible. <laughs> they need to have a bike. They need to have a helmet. You know. So we were watching uh, that. You they should, should make them have a water bottle or a snorkel or something <laughs> like oh. that. <laughs> uh, the crusher, yeah. You yeah need well, a snorkel. He, 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 uh, Jameson took second place in the fifty mile crusher, and he said it was the hardest run. And he does. He had just. Well, he regularly. did the. Did he do the Mohican or the Calhuta? He did. He did Mohican. Or yeah, Mohican, Mohican run. And then he did. What was that? Oh, he did some other Ohio one. He didn't tell us that he was going to. We were at a barbecue. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just texts me. and goes, "Hey, I took was it first? second second, second, place, second yeah. place in a hundred mile." He ran that one in like 
13 hours. Yeah, he told me later that his 100-mile run that he took second place was easier than the 50-mile crusher run that he did. I think it took him longer well, to do the 50 miles than the 100 miles. The crusher miles. run was completely unmarked. They literally ran through a forest. It wasn't on paths. They were given a GPS file. Oh, my god! And it was just straight up through a forest. No, no trail. So for the run for the Margie, <laughs> there's only a few in the... There's only a few finishers ever. Ever. Yeah, 2017 like, had won. Well, we were watching the 2017 video, and right. that was the first time some guy uh, anyone's gro- ever gro- finished or something like that. And then last year it. had over a 50 percent failure rate. I think it was like they had like six or seven finishers, but they like 14 people tried. I would believe it if it was single digits that's ever finished. It. So, and you don't get a buckle unless you finish an under. So this tells you how hard it is. 33 hours. That is... Wow. <laughs> I can't imagine doing anything for 33 So you think hours. about Jameson ran the one in, what, 16 hours? Yeah. And he got second place. This one, like... So, the uh, tell the whole Margie belt buckle thing. There's, there's a whole... So, yeah, we talked about the, the lucrative uh, monetary value of the, the first prize. But uh, the actual thing that people want to get is the belt buckle. There's uh, uh, Gordon, this blacksmith in Marquette, hand forges these these belt buckles that say Margie Gassick 100. And these and are rough. A, these aren't like the Leadville, like, polished. Right. It's like, like a forged in steel, kind of like the race. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's hardcore, rough, gnarly. Like, it's just, just but, straight but it's, hammered it, Yeah, it's, it's exactly. And it's, it's, uh, it's just the, the, the principle of the thing, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, if you finish the 100-mile the race in under 12 hours, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they if you finished at 12 hours flat, if they wouldn't give it to you. But <laughs> but so under so 12 un, hours, under 12, yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get a buckle. And, and it, there, there again, even there's maybe like probably 10-ish, 10, 15 maybe at per the year. most per year they get that. So uh, just for an example, Jeremiah Bishop won it last year, and I think he was he might have been the first one to dive under 10 hours, uh, or he was maybe just right at that 10-hour threshold. Like, but So just to give you a little sort of uh, idea or a thumbnail of what that means, um, the other 100-mile races that I had competed in, Kohata, uh, Mohican and Lumberjack. The winner was right around like six hours, fifty minutes, seven hours so it's ish. Like four hour difference. So well, not quite, but so three hours. Yeah, yeah solid, yeah. solid three hours. So yeah, so then he had finished. The winner of the the Margie was uh, three hours later at ten hours, and so I think there's only been one person to to beat sub ten hours. Oh my god. So yeah, so so twelve hours gets you a belt buckle. Uh, barely anybody does that. Um, I finished Kohata and Mohican uh, in about nine hours, 40 minutes. I finished uh, Lumberjack this year, I think in like eight hours, 15 minutes or something like that. So I'm going to have my work cut out for me. If, if, I, if I finish uh, just based on those timings, um, three hours behind the winner, if I finish in 13 hours, I'll be ecstatic. I mean, I'll be pretty pretty stoked if I finish at all. <laughs> you just uh, want to see that finish. 20 hours. <laughs> yeah. but, so my realistic goal is like under 15 hours, I'll per, I'll be pretty happy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would like belt to Belt buckle have, or no belt buckle, well, yeah. you, you finish. And, right. 
Well, I mean, and, this, and you this finish course healthy. is notorious just even for mechanicals. Like, you oh. could be the strongest rider in the world. Absolutely. In this course, I mean, our, friend, our friend Sebastian, what, how many miles in? He tore the sidewall out of a tire. Yep, Sebastian, uh, yep, he, he cut his tire. Like 20-ish miles in, I think he said he... 10 or 20, yep. Yeah. And he was able but to kind he, of limp it along. And but he, he still got 90 really miles, far. he said, yeah. Yep, but then by that time, he had planned to finish before dark and then just because of the delay he wasn't able to so he had to sort of just cash out and and see you next year call it a day and and yeah. save his you know he didn't want an injury from from sure. navigating through the dark and without a light and so it was what it was but are and then gonna, also are you gonna take mechanical out also you know he, he blasted his rim on one of the rocks and wasn't able to continue his tire wouldn't hold air so uh absolutely i'm gonna take um, a headlight and a, a bar light, and I'll probably take spares uh, in my bag, in my drop bag. So at 85 miles, I'll be able to pick up uh, a couple Gauge lights. Your time and just right. go with that. Yep. So I mean, if if you know, worst case, and I have to, I, I might not take the headlight with me from the beginning. I might pick it up at 65, and then in case things go really wrong, and I don't. I'm, you know, it's dark before 85, but at that point, I'm definitely going to be picking up extra lights because I've heard that the end is very long and very difficult. So that's what I'm planning for. So I'm planning for a long a time. There's not a sprint finish. <laughs> well, <laughs> there might be in the last uh, 200 yards on the road or something. But, but you're not getting any break. Yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. My plan is just to uh, to to save as much gas as I can and and just ride safe and, and make it through it. You what know? are you planning doing for your fueling? Uh, I'm going to use a mixture of uh, Hammer products and Infinite products uh, just to sort of mix it up. I've had good luck with both of those. Uh, the Gofar for for uh, Infinite and uh, Hammer Perpetuum and Heed mixture. Um, I mean, not mixing them together, but yeah, the, those, those products have been really stellar for me and, and have ended any cramping problems and, and uh, you know running out of gas problems so the, I've had real good luck so I plan on just alternating those through the day and uh, you know supplementing that with some other maybe uh, um, some some hammer race capsules and different things like that uh, some BCAAs and then some probably some PBJs some Cokes things like yeah, that maybe a shot of whiskey at some point yeah is is this like a trackable thing? Do you have to have like a? Do you have like? Is there a like way crusher. to like crusher head the? GPS yeah, is there trackers? a way to to track you? Like, can we can we track your uh, progress or is just like if we don't hear from you for twenty hours, <laughs> we just assume I'm you're... just gonna run a police <laughs> scanner for like the local hospitals and like a guy with a beard came in. Uh... <laughs> I think that uh, I think it's going to be sort of like if anybody's familiar with the tracking for Iceman, they have uh, like plates that you cross, timing plates um, that your 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 like number a timing plate, mat or timing mat. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. timing yeah. mat. Your number plate will have the radio frequency chip, and so when you cross that, it'll you know log that, and I think okay. you'll be able okay. to real time check that out. But um, the the crusher had a little something different just due to this difficulty and the spread out distance and everything they had the actual gps units that the riders carried point point. on their person yeah so um, well, 200 miles yeah over that would be awesome if, yeah. if i mean it would be super awesome if 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 the race organizers 
utilize the, that same system again, even though it wasn't perfect, but it was it was pretty great to be able to. I mean, I know I've watched the Crusher guys, and I, I was smashing my F5 key to refresh that thing and just check the progress. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched that race all day. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I watched it all. I played some games and, yeah. and hung out and surfed the web and smashed my F5 key and just watched that race the whole time from from home. So, anyways. Um, I'm just yeah. yeah I'm just trying I don't to think there's anything like that. No. Okay. Well, so, so a light a light tie-in to a future episode, but it does relate to this. Pretty soon after you finish this, we have a pretty big ride coming up. Oh, what what is your plan for recovery? <laughs> because uh, I think you have what a, about a week, two weeks, two weeks. I, I'm trying not to. It's, it's I'm already trying not to think of Margie enough. In fact, um, my. My girlfriend <laughs> has been referring to it as uh, my other ride plans, and then the thing we're talking about now is my other other ride plans. So we don't even say that word in my house right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but, quick tease: uh, it's going to be coming up uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we are doing it. Uh, this year's edition is called O Canada, and it's O H dash Canada. It means the border of Ohio and Michigan up to Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Split in the mitten, extended version. Yeah, yeah and Brett, you... Quad century. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you talked about splitting the mitten from last year. This is your yeah, edition of it this year. Last year was kind of a... Kind of came out of nowhere. It was really an online just banter between you and I. Uh, bad decisions. Bad decision rides. Uh, we did a 333-mile ride up to the Mackinac Bridge from the border of Ohio and Michigan. Three and states, three guys, 333 miles, 28 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that was cold. Um, but this year we're uh, yeah we're expanding it. We're we're getting uh, uh, carted across the bridge and we're going up to the Sioux for a solid 400 miles. So and we, I'm sure we will. We are going to cover this. We will cover a bit more of that. I don't want to get too far away from this Margie Gessick topic, though. We're going to live though. podcast it from the ride. I'm just kidding. That's not happening. <laughs> no, you got pretty For the entire year. time. <laughs> live stream. No push yeah. policy. 24-hour live live stream. Yep. It'll it'll just be me yelling at everybody else for going too Stop. fast. Stop. <laughs> so, Brett, um, do you feel, after this discussion, was this therapeutic for you? Do you feel better or are you... Oh, no, I'm fe- freaked out. You're, okay. I, I feel like there's PTSD and he hasn't even done it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I said... Margie, Pre-traumatic Margie, stress disorder. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Margie lives in my head. It's it's the countdown to destruction. And, um, I mean, I'm going to do my best. And uh, I just... It, it, this could be, you know, I might get there and it might be a couple of crazy heart sections and a little bit of hike a bike and it might be overhyped. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like it is though, but I've, I've just heard that from people that have done it and, you know, Mitch, maybe Mitch is just running me around. I don't know, but I've heard that like Mohican compared to Margie is child's play. And if we go back, you'll remember I said Mohican was the hardest thing on a bike I had done. So... Doing that three times in a year, possibly four, if we if our quad century gets a little hairy, I don't know. It's it's gonna be a good year. It's been a good year, but you know. I feel yeah. like after this, you're gonna be at Meyer one day, and they're gonna say over the intercom the name Todd, and you're gonna dive into some clothing <laughs> rack <laughs> in the fetal position. <laughs> 
Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Todd and Danny. Blame Todd, blame Danny. I'm blaming those guys for sure because they've been they've been living in my head for a couple months now. So well, I'm not sure if I should be jealous of you or pity you or. Uh, I'm not. just staying back and watching with amusement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, best of luck. I mean, we we will be watching your progress the best we can, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about or like post about it on Instagram. Um, and then we will have to have you back on and to see how. And That'd be great. a few of our uh, other friends, Mitch, maybe mm-hmm. Sebastian, Jameson running it. Yeah, I, think I think we should have, have a, a good We should do a, a Margie party. Margie party back here. Margie talk, Deluxe. Talk about the, uh, the. You guys can swap war, war stories. I feel like and, we're going to uh, have just a bunch of shivering voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that ever. <laughs> but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be epic. I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm I'm apprehensive in, in just in that you know I I, I just you know you guys know I had uh, I broke my collarbone June 29th in a race, and so you know coming off of that, I can only afford uh, one major injury per year. So I'm just hoping that uh, you know I can hold it to that quota. And well, uh, haven't you met your deductible already? Like, who, <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah. well, no, I'm, not, for it. I'm not even talking about monetary, uh, you know, money wise. Just emotionally, about, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm right-handed, man. I, my right hand was out of commission for like six weeks. Well, I, I remember that was not uh, good. right after your collarbone, you were actually talking about potentially selling your Margie spot. Like, well, for a, maybe for a hot second, but yeah. I mean, it makes you reflect on your. Well, your yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you six weeks uh, in a sling, and you know, say things go badly, and that happens again, or something worse happens again. Okay. I mean, that that's that that lingers in your mind for sure to absolutely. have that that pain and, and that uh, downtime, yeah. and you, you have to have your wits about you the whole time, and and. I'm sure it's going to just come at you the whole time. It's going to be, you're going to have to have concentration, and if you have fatigue and if you get lazy, you're gonna you're gonna pay. So, I'm looking to just go through it and uh, endure, do it, survive. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate and, it. And uh, thank you for being here. This was great to uh, talk through this and sorry uh, it took two days <laughs> yeah well i mean we can't control the weather hopefully the weather is not bad for you when you're up in uh the up that is uh we're doing the anti-rain dance me and mitch yeah. and sebastian we, we were meeting uh daily to do the anti-rain dance <laughs> that'll be bad very well, bad thank you brett we will definitely have you back on talk about how it all went yeah, i'm sure it'll be uh even more exciting than uh than what we talked about here so Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So whether you're racing at Yankee Springs this weekend like myself or enduring one heck of a race up in the UP like Brett in a couple weeks at the Marchie Gessick, always remember, keep your chain clean. But get your chain dirty. And we'll see you in the mid-pack. We, we hope we see you in the mid-pack, Brett. <laughs> yeah, we'll, if you we'll don't die. about that in a few weeks. <laughs>